Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash. They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell. Dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host, Kevin. Going around the table, Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia, the human rogue. And Blake. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Eldritch Knight slash Wizard Dragonborn. And Nathan. Hi, I play Bakuas, a half-orc barbarian. And John. Hello. I've got coffee and cookies and kitties and my computer and something else that starts with a cut sound. Probably. And Shane will not be joining us this week because he is dead. To oh. clarify, Alexander is dead. Shane's fine. Yeah, that's an important distinction. My bad. So, the last time on Dungeons & Debacles podcast, you guys met the lady of the house, Lady Silverlight. Um, you got into a fight with her. Um, she possessed a Lunados. You kind of felt weird for a second having to knock Lunados unconscious before her ghost reappeared for you to attack her. Um, but you got over it. Um, you were able to dispatch her, and currently you were checking out the rest of the upstairs when you were met by the ghost children again, who were happy that you dispatched Lady Silverlight and directed you to a secret passage in a wardrobe. So that is where you find yourselves now. So where do you want to go next? Um, secret passage? Secret stairs. Okay, did uh, you guys took a um, a short rest up here, or are you continuing on? I think we could spend a short rest, spend a few hit die. Alunidas already used his special ability to heal 18 points, but that still only gets him to a third. Uh, can we search the rest of these rooms up here while they're resting? Because Juliet is, well, I guess everybody is kind of light rest. Uh, absolutely. All right. And also, Juliet's going to use Arcane Recovery to recover some spells. Uh, ones. Okay. Um, so you search this uh, parlor room that you're currently in. Uh, there's a bookcase here. Flipping through these books, they look like they're more like history books and some uh, light fiction reading. Um, nothing really of note. Um, there's some toys. And over here to the... Uh, south, leaning up against the wall is a desiccated corpse um, that is basically in the same condition as the uh, other two that you found in the bedroom. This one appears to be human, and there's not really anything of note on him except you're going to find five gold pieces. Um, when you go back in and search the bedroom, you are going to go rifling uh, through this stuff. In the chest of drawers, you're going to find some uh, what was once some fine clothing uh, has now fallen apart over the ages. Um, you think uh, like you 
pull a robe out of this thing and it just falls apart. But when you go over to uh, this dresser up against the wall, you are going to find a jewelry, jewelry box that has uh, various necklaces, uh, rings, and um, some uh, pendants and brooches uh, all together. Uh, there's probably about 1,500 gold pieces uh, worth of uh, jewelry in here. Damn. We'll snatch that up for sure. Stick that in the bag of holding. You're going to go over here to the bed and start tossing it. And you are going to find a fine masterwork dagger um, that has a silver hilt and some gold work on it. Uh, do you have enough knives, Talia? Never. Good question. I was gonna say because we might be able to give it to Nifron. He has he has a sigh and a rapier. He doesn't need daggers, right, Nifron? And I'm gonna I'm gonna nudge him and just be like, please. <laughs> he says, "Sure, take it." Underneath the bed, you are going to find a fine crossbow, a heavy crossbow. The string has decayed over the ages and it is broken. Well, we can always give this to Alexander once we wake him up, and he can use it until he learns how to magic things properly. That's all you're going to find in the bedroom. Somebody putting this down in the inventory or character sheet? Uh, do you have a... I'm putting down the, the um, dagger, but do you have the description so I can just put it in my inventory? Uh, yeah, it's just... It's a fine dagger with a silver hilt. Yeah, I have the jewelry put in the uh, bag of holding. On the uh, sheet, rather. Okay. And that basically does it for the upstairs here. So what do you guys want to do next? I I say we go down the secret passage. Indeed. Yes. I, oh, so I can do more hit die, yeah? Uh, you can spend as many as you want. Or I think you, well, no, you can spend up to half of your hit die, I think. Oh, only half? Yeah. yeah. Short rest. I, I rolled earlier, but I rolled the wrong thing. So I'm going to take off what I added and then roll, re-roll them. Oh, sad day. All right, so you guys are going down the secret passage? Yep. Yucky, but yes. All right, so you are going to go through this ruin of a wardrobe in the back wall of this walk-in closet, and you enter onto this uh, stone um, platform, and then there's stairs that uh, descend down and to the right, and you're going to walk down probably about um, 15 or 20 feet. And you are going to end up in this area that's like a half moon. That to the north of you, the wall curves around in a circle. Um, there's a stone floor here. And a wall um, to your right. And you are going to... Um, See, it's pretty dusty down here, but other than that, it's pretty unremarkable. You don't see anything else in the room. Give me a uh, investigation check. Sixteen. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I see dust. Twenty-one. All right, so you're going to start looking around this room, and you're looking at the floors, and you're looking at the walls. And Talia, on this uh, southern wall here, you are going to see a 
circular hole that goes uh, back into the wall. Um, it's about an inch in diameter, and you can't see how far back it goes. Uh, guys, there's this uh, weird hole here. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna point you do it. God bless America. All right, I'm gonna point it. I'm gonna point at it and and you know like shrug. All right, Talia, use your words. What do you want us to do? I mean, I don't see how far it goes back. Uh, I feel like we should stick something in. That's what she said. <laughs> you missed another. That's what she said, Joe. <laughs> you did. No, I showed up just in time for it. Well, I am not qualified for that kind of work. Uh, Alunados? <laughs> I'm a monk. I'm eminently qualified. You know, what about that dagger? It looked like pretty fine. There seems to be this whole kind of sticking weapons into things theme going on here. I don't know if this is some sort of euphemism or or what, but uh, maybe that's what we need to do. Um, sure? Uh, can I reach? Th- okay, this is gonna sound like a dumb question, but I'm short. Can I reach the hole, or is it like, is it like at my eye level? Like, uh, how high up the? W- it it goes up the wall about three feet. Okay, so I would be able to reach it. Um, yep. I will, I will take the dagger that was just obtained, and I will I will poke the hole. Okay, so you take the dagger and you put it in the hole, and you start wiggling it around, and when you wiggle it around to the left you're going to feel like this something catch it and you push through and you're going to hear a click and um, you are going to feel this door come in slightly and um, now you're going to see the outline of a uh, door in the the rock here that you couldn't see before well that's interesting um, can I open the uh, yeah you push it and the door swings open can I get the dagger back? Yeah, I mean, you had to pull the dagger. Okay. I was, like you said, it cat caught it. I wasn't sure if it was if it was like going to keep it or not. So this uh, door swings open. Look out, and you are going to see this large area with a stone floor that's probably about um, sixty feet wide and about uh, twenty-five feet deep. And as the light from Juliet's spell uh, fills this room, I'm assuming that you put it back up, Juliet. Uh, yeah. As you look inside here, you're going to see that this looks like a child's play area. You're seeing toys, a chair, a rug. There's, like, some toy soldiers. Uh, There's a large, like, uh, toy boat, a ball, and what appears to be... I'm riding the duck. Yeah, then there appears to be... uh, like uh, one of those rocking horses, but it's a duck. And Alunaros gets up on it and starts uh, rocking back and forth. And you're going to feel the room go cold again. And you're going to see the little boy appear. And he says... That's one of my favorites, too. It's fun. I, I thought you guys weren't allowed to go through the secret doors. Oh, this we don't go through the secret doors. I just came downstairs. This is our play area. Can you stay with us and play? Uh. It would not be so right much now. Fun. We have a friend we're trying to help. What happened to your friend? He's almost dead. Well, being dead's not so bad. It would make his mommy sad. She's still alive. 
Uh, well, our mommy's dead too. We get to see her every day, though. That's nice. And I'm gonna have like this, this like, uh, this whole room creeps me out because it's like a dungeon play area, and that's super weird to me, especially since there was a secret passage to it. And uh, the boy comes over to uh, this skeleton over here, and he says, "This was the last friend we had. His name was Jonas. He didn't stay very long, though." Why did he leave? He died. How? Well, Lady Silver, like, she was very unhappy. He was in the house. Oh, Lady Silverlight killed him. Yeah, she killed a lot of our friends. Okay. <laughs> well, she's not going to do that anymore. Well... While my friends take a look around, why don't you show me what all these great toys do? Oh, he's like, Oh, come over here and check out my toy soldiers. And he walks over here and he says, I play war with them a lot. Uh, while he's over there, I'm going to uh, just kind of look like under the rug, see if I see any. Uh, give me an investigation check. 11. Uh, just appears to be a rug with nothing underneath it. Okay. What about this, uh, this chest over here? Uh, that just appears to be a, uh, chest of toys. Uh, there's some carvings in here of horses and bears and other various woodland creatures. As you're moving around, you can see a hallway, uh, that extends back here to the right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, where is, but I'm gonna, is, is Nifron there? Uh, uh yeah, or? he's out here, like, watching, uh, this, uh, child. <laughs> like, well, um, it looks like Lord Silverlight wanted a way to be able to come down and visit the children while they were playing without his wife noticing, which ordinarily would be creepy as fuck, but, uh, in this case... Lesson. Are nope, you saying this out loud? <laughs> Are you saying this out loud? No, no, this is me trying to understand what the hell's going on. So, it looked like uh, Lord Silverlight uh, played with you guys a lot, huh? Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I mean, they tr he treated me like his own son. So did Lady Silverlight. Um, I'm gonna motion to. Brakul and and uh, Nifron and uh, Iolus that I'm moving down the, the Okay, Nifron's gonna follow you. Talia and Nifron as you move to the uh, east here you are going to see a stairwell uh, that goes um, up to your north um, you are going to see another path um, that appears to end in a stone wall um, to your south and then to your east um, you are going to see a door to a room that's cracked open um, and then you're also going to see an area up here to the northeast that appears to be like a storage area that has some crates and some barrels um, I'm going to check out the crates and barrels okay so uh, you go up and you start looking through these and it appears to be like long rotted foodstuffs like uh, grain and rice 
Um, there are some barrels here that appear to have had some dried meat and some dried fish in them, and some vegetables that are have long rotted away. All right, and uh, what? Actually, before I go through the store, I'm going to investigate this wall that appears to end. See okay. if I can see anything unusual. Uh, give me an investigation check. Oh, six. Um, it just appears to be a wall to you. Um, there is a uh, tapestry here uh, depicting like a uh, mountain range landscape. Does it appear to be in good condition? Uh, no, it's in tatters. Ah, uh, damn. Trying to find anything that I can sell for, you know, any amount of gold. Um, yeah, it's pretty damp down here. Um, so there's some mold and mildew. Alright, so let's... What's, uh, do I see anything through the crack of this? Uh, you don't, because there is no light. Alrighty then. And I have no way of making light, so I'm not going to open it and find out that you there's... You could turn into a bat, and then you'd be able to see in the dark with your mouth. That's just weird. Um... <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna come back out here and let everybody know, you know, hey guys, I found a hallway. Um, some crates and stuff, some stairs up, and uh, that's cracked open. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask the little boy, do you know what's in that that room? Um, yeah, that's where they uh, kept their wine. Oh, really? And then you hear this uh, moan come from up up above you down this stairwell, and you hear this woman's voice say, "Boy, come here." And the boy is gonna say, "Oh, that's mom calling." I gotta go. I'll see you later. And then you're going you're going to see him um, go across this room and through this wall and then up the stairs and disappear. His mom calls him boy. That's impersonal in the extreme. It's a different. Or is time. that just because you didn't bother to think of a name for the kids? Oh no, he's got a name. You just didn't bother to ask it. All right, let's get exploring. I believe the boy said that uh, there was another secret door down here. Although he might have just been talking about this one we came I didn't see anything but a tapestry. And I'm going to point in that direction. Uh, in this room, you're also seeing some tapestries on the uh, the walls here. Is there a tapestry on this wall up at the north? Um, yes, there are uh, two tapestries up here that are rather large. Um, one is depicting like a battle scene. Another one is depicting some wild animals that um, you're not familiar with. Uh, there's a tapestry up against this wall over here that is depicting a um, landscape with a river. Uh, there's one right here that is depicting like a epic battle uh, against a drape. And then there's another one over here that is depicting another landscape, uh, but this one is of a city that you don't recognize. I'm going to check out the one with the, uh, the, the drake. Okay. Uh, give me an investigation check. Ten. Man, my second rolls have been kicking ass, and I just... Oh. So are you just investigating the tapestry? Yeah, I'm going to, like, lift it and move it and see if, you know, what it's... If there's anything behind it, that kind of stuff. Okay, so you lift it, and you see that there's a crack here. But you can't really tell if it's like a, a crack in the wall uh, or a door or what. 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, hey guys, there might be something here, or it might just be a crack in the foundation. I'm not sure. Well, let's see if we can't get it open somehow. Try the dagger. We'll stab the wall to death in just a minute. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> Luna does is not investigating well. I- um. Yeah, you don't know if it's just the foundation or what. Could just be a wild goose chase. Not all right. Let me take a look at this. And eleven. What? What? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're Nothing not... here. You don't know much more about it. Let the cool see this. Yeah, we're all looking at this uh, thing. On 11. And as we're all staring at this crack in the southern wall, you know, a ghost goes through the north wall, opens a door, closes it. <laughs> <laughs> Nifron's gonna say, what are you all doing over there? There's a, a weird crack, I don't know. So, you're holding back this uh, tapestry, he's just gonna go over and rip it down off the wall. And that is a 17. So he's going to pull out his side, and he's going to stick it into that crack and start moving it around. And you're going to see some dust fall down through this crack. And he's going to like start working it back and forth. And you can see now that there appears to be cracks in the shape of a door here. And he says, well, it's obviously a door. And then he looks around for a little bit. He's like touching stones with like the the hilt of his side here, and he let's put the duck in it. <laughs> <laughs> he hits uh, one of the stones and it recesses, and you hear a click, and then uh, this wall pushes in. There appears to be now a door that is about uh, two feet wide and about six feet tall, and he pushes it in. And as he's going to walk in. Lord Snufflebutt. And inside, you are going to see Lord Silverlight again. And he's going to turn and look at you and say, You again? Why don't you just leave? We can't leave without what, what, what we're looking for. What are you looking for? A really, really awesome diamond. Well, if I had one, I certainly wouldn't give it to you, ruffians. So, uh, what never do you have say never. It's none of your business. This is my, my private room. Yeah, can I just say it's super creepy that you have a secret passage to a kid's play area? Just, the creep factor is through the roof. This is the basement. This is where they come to play on a rainy day. What are you talking about, creep factor? Okay, then why was there a secret passage? That's all I'm saying. There was a secret walkway from your closet to the, the the child's playroom. Creepy. Not that it's any of your business, but there's secret passages all over this house. Really? Where? Oh, really? Oh, you're trying my patience. Leave now. Well, that's not going to happen. Yeah, especially since the initiative order just came up. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, he uh, starts moving towards you in an aggressive manner, when I need everybody to roll initiative. The cool says not oh. good. Who's playing guitar? That was me. Dude, wait. What? Let's, let's finish this game, then you can play guitar later. <laughs> I just wanted to play the fight starting theme, but I don't know any fight starting <laughs> theme, so I just played the thing from that movie that time, where the guys got attacked. Apparently, my initiative is just garbage today. Th- this time, rather. Where's Nifron? 
He's in the corner there. Oh, the initiative was covering him up. All right, so Linodosh, you're going first. Clicks his heels together and punchy punch punch. Uh, you can you use that once encounter or once a day? I thought it was just once a day. It's um, it's it lasts for ten minutes and you can stop it when you want. So I stopped it at the end of the other fight. Right, After but you took a short rest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's once per long rest is when it uh, things resets. So I have like four minutes left on it. Uh, but you took a long rest. It's not like you can just stop it and then you get like a t- ten minutes total. You can't say, well, I want to use five minutes now and five minutes later. You used it oh, and then you took can't? a short rest. No. Okay. In that case, no dice. All right. So he's just going to not be hasty and attack anyway. Ha-ha. Uh, massive damage on that first one because of that critical. And he's going to uh, do flurry of blows and hit him some more and take away his root. Oh, my goodness. Snap. All right. So multiple hits, multiple crits. So just from the range of attacks he did, see that's 11, 20, 28 damage, and two of those were criticals. So I rolled the d20s twice, came up with five, and nine. All right, so you punch, 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 and you see his form start to dissipate, but he's like barely keeping it together. Um, roll the crit table. That's he he got the five and nine. Five and nine. <laughs> Alright, that's uh, target falls prone, uh, but he can't because he's immune to that. Uh, and then unleash the birdies. Your target hits so hard it dazes your opponent until the end of your next turn. So he's dazed and has no reflexes and is taking damage like a jerk. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah. All right, so Lord Silverlight here, you see his form um, start to like dissipate. And then he starts, like, stumbling back away from you. And then you are going to see him uh, disappear into this suit of armor here to the north. And then you're going to see it start to move. Wouldn't he get an attack of opportunity? Uh, He would. Go ahead. 20. Uh, That hits. For 8 more damage. All right. You hit him again as he like starts to stumble away from you, and he's basically turned into a mist now as he disappears into this uh, suit of armor that is now animated. Let me put that into an A more elegant possession from a more civilized age. <laughs> All right, so this suit of armor goes next. So it is going to turn and spin on Juliet, who's standing right beside it. And it has this great sword uh, that it had uh, a hold of that was pointed down that it now lifts up and raises it over its head and is going to attack Juliet. Uh, the first attack is a 26. That hits. The second attack is a 20. That hits as well. Uh, for a total of 35 points of damage. All right. Uh, next up is Nifron. It's going to flank the suit of armor. Uh, that is a 17, a 27, and a 24. 27, 24 uh, is going to hit, and that's actually 26, which is a crit. So that is going to do a total of 12, 4, 16, uh, let's see, 23, 29, and 34 points of damage. Hey, where's Mage Boy? 
Uh, you don't know. Good question. Talia, you're up. All right, I am going to move. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna move here. Does this give me advantage? Uh, no. it does not. It does not. Okay, well then I'm going to move here by going around so that I don't get a. He doesn't get an attack of opportunity or anything. And I will uh throw my first. It's a twenty-two. That hits. Sneak attack, and then my offhand, which is a uh, fourteen. Uh, that's gonna miss. All right, so eighteen damage, and that'll be my turn. All right, next up is Brakul. I am gonna come over here and try to hit with my great axe, and one of these days I'll set up my macro so I don't take a song rolling my dice. <laughs> uh, that's a fifteen. That's gonna miss. Uh, take your second attack. Twenty-five. That Ooh, hits. Roll Twenty-five. Your I'm sorry, what was that, Kevin? Roll your damage, 1d12 plus 3. 11. Alright, so uh, you take your axe, and you slam down into this thing, and you're like, man, I gave that like a really solid hit, but it uh, should have done more damage to that. Uh, anything else you want to do? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Alright, next up is Juliet. Alright, Juliet is going to... Realize that he's a fucking suit of armor, and this is absolutely perfect. She's going to cast Shocking Grasp on him. Wah, wah, 11 to hit. I'm guessing that misses. Uh, yeah, that misses. All right, and then you need bonus action to use second win. 9 HP back, and that's it for Juliet. All right, next up is Lunados. All right, I'm going to break out my Wand of Magic Missiles. And I know I have this set up, I just need to figure out how. Ah, Use five of its six charges. I think that means a total of 30 damage? Um, I'm not sure. This says 12 on it. Is that a different macro that you've got set up? Well, it's supposed to do it as a spell, and I chose it as level five. So I think... I'm not sure what it's doing here. I think the bottom is for the first level for the 3d4 plus 3. And then the top one is the next 4. So that'd be a total of 30. So I whip out the wand and looks like 7 bolts of magical energy go flying into this suit of armor. Alright, and you're going to see the suit of armor stagger back. Uh, So now the uh, suit of armor is going to take a swing at Brakul. That is a 22 and a 16. Oh yeah, that's a hit. Uh, for a total of 31 points of damage. Oof, good hit, Armor. Alright, Nifron's up. He is going to attack it with his rapier and sigh. Uh... He hits it once for 10 points of damage, plus the sneak attack at 16. Uh, next up's Talia. All right, so I am going to... Oh, um, I'm going to take out my adamantine dagger. And I'm going to run up here and stab him with the adamantine dagger. 18 to hit. Uh, that's going to miss. Shit. And then I'll stab him with my offhand dagger, I guess. And that's going to miss too. Yep. And then I'm going to die. It's going to be great. Uh, anything else you want to do? I 
think that's all I can do. Because I, I guess I could try to run, but I used my bonus action already, so he would get an attack of opportunity. Yep. So yeah, I'll stay there and hope that he didn't notice that I was there. Alright, Brockle, you're up. I just go and take my giant axe and just swing out on the gear. Uh, crit fail on the 7 and just a regular 14. Uh, roll one more and we'll count that 14 and whatever the next number is as your uh, um, 17. Alright, so both of those mitts and I'm going to need you to roll a d20. Uh, that is a 10. That's sheepish. You're going to take a negative 5 to initiative for the rest of the day. <laughs> I mean, that's just great because I've been giving, giving fives all day. Uh, Alright, uh, anything else you want to do? Uh, no, I, I say I'm good. Alright, Juliet, you're up. Alright, Juliet is going to shock and grasp him again. A nine to hit. Wow, great. Uh, that's it for Juliet. Alright, Lunadosh, you're up. Alright, nothing for it but to go up and punch this fucker. No special sort of advantage. First attack is a 24. Uh, that hits. Second attack is only 11. That's going to miss. I'll spend a chi point for flurry of blows, one of which will hit for nine more damage. And take away his... Let's see. I'm going to try if I can't push him away from the wall. Uh, he needs to make a 14 on his strength save. I made a 19. Damn it. All right. So just uh, 18 damage, looks like. Yeah. All right. So you punch, punch, punch this thing, and you're going to see, like, pieces of armor start falling off of it, including the head, uh, which falls to the ground. Uh, Next up is the suit of armor. It is going to swing at Brakul. That is a 15 and a 21. You already know this is a hit. Uh, for 36 points of damage. Oof, Bakul is not doing so well in this fight, and he thought he was doing horrible in the last one. Uh, next up is Nifron. Uh, that is a 20, a 25, and a 20. All three hit for 9, 16, 19, 27 points of damage. So he's going to take his uh, rapiers, and he finds like these uh, leather pieces that are attaching these uh, pieces of armor and he's just slicing through them as he jabs in and you're going to see this suit of armor fall apart and then uh, Lord Silverlight appear again. Alright, next up is Talia. Alright, well I'm going to uh, stab, continue stabbing. Uh, 19. Uh, that'll hit. Uh, sneak attack and my offhand which is a 20. Uh, that hits. For a total of 20 damage. Alright, so what, it look, what does it look like when uh, you kill this ghost? Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna, you know, stab, 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 and, and he's gonna dissipate with hopefully a very anguished look of pain on his face. Yeah, there's that look of pain and then this wailing is... Ah! It fades as uh, his form dissipates. And that places you out of combat. And I was just thinking about trying to reason with him. It's like, dude, Lady Silverbitch is dead. You could spend eternity with your kids if you wanted. But to it. The cool thing is you should start with that to begin with when we bust in the room. 
Yeah, the barbarian's yeah. suggesting diplomacy. You know it's bad. <laughs> I see this desk, but I'm gonna fail miserably because I got a seven. All right, so now that um, the ghost is gone and this suit of armor is in uh, pieces on the floor, you start looking around, and uh, this room uh, appears to be about uh, 30 feet wide, about 15 feet deep. It's, uh, there's a stone floor. Um, there's some tapestries on the wall in here uh, depicting uh, battle scenes with dragons um, and versus paladins. Um, and then one thing that you notice is there is a battle scene here depicting a large silver dragon. Uh, somebody give me a religion check. My time to shine. 18. 23. Um, Talia and Alunidas, you would recognize this silver dragon as a depiction of uh, Bahamut. Ew. So, as you're looking around the room, uh, Alunidas, with that uh, crit success on investigation, you start um, rifling um, through the drawers here and through the books on this shelf, and you're going to see a lot of correspondence here back and forth uh, between some names that you've heard of and recognized as um, some of the companions. Um, you're also, as you're like flipping through here, you're getting that um, a lot of this stuff is about the organization of the saviors in the vanguard. Damn, this son of a bitch was a friends with the companions. I'm glad I didn't speak up about trying to give him eternity with his kids. He would have been a terrible influence. So what you're gathering from just like a cursory look through here, he may have been um, in the vanguard. Weird how his wife was harder to kill than him. So um, as you're looking through here, um, Talia, you are going to step over this rug and you're going to feel like something move underneath it. You're going to pull the rug up and you are going to find a large stone um, that's not mortared in and you lift it up and you're going to find a steel chest underneath that's about uh, two feet wide by about three feet deep. I knew there'd be something under a rug one of these days. Um, can I... Uh, I assume that to be able to reach the chest I would have to get it out of the hole, yes? Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, Juliet. Uh, Barkul, could you uh, could you lift this thing? Cause little girl, I'm gonna point at myself. You need your exercise time. Remember to lift with your back. Try to you know jerk it. You know, real sharp sudden jerks with your lower back. <laughs> and twist while you do it. Strange, but cool her and lift with your legs. Never with your back. <laughs> uh, Barkul, give me a strength check. Twenty. All right, so. You're able to uh, like get down on your knees and uh, get your fingers around the edges of this uh, uh, steel chest and lift it up out of the hole. Uh, now that you get a good look at it, um, it's steel and unremarkable. It's about two feet by three feet by two feet, and there appears to be a latch and a lock on top of it. All right, so uh, once he puts it down, I'm going to try to pick uh, check for traps first. All right. Give me an investigation check. 14. 
All right, so you start looking around this thing, and you're not really seeing anything as far as the traps can right, then, then I'm going to try to uh, pick the lock. All right. <sighs> that's, a, that's a fail. All right, that's a critical fail. So two things are going to happen right now. So you take your lock pick, and you stick it in the lock, and first of all, uh, it bends... Uh, the lockpick, and then as it bends, you're going to feel this sharp prick in your finger, and I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw. 20. Alright, so you're going to take 20 points of poison damage. Did you just say 20? Yep. Damn. Um, and you're going to start feeling this warmth and throbbing in your finger as you feel this fast-acting poison start working its way up your arm and your head's going to start to swim for a second and you're going to fall back on your butt and you're going to sit there for a second and your head swimming and then you start feeling it uh, go away. Oh, guys, that was that was bad. Can someone just break that thing open? <laughs> that break a steel down. chest open? Or cool. It hurt our girl, our, 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 our Talia. It hurt Talia. I mean, you said it was just a latch with, like, a a lock on it, right? Uh, yep. So it should be able to be just broken. Bakura shall give it a try. My team. Alright, so... Are you... How are you doing this? Are you using your axe? Nah, I'm gonna use my bare hand just put the thing off the latch. Okay. You grab a hold of uh, this and you start yanking on it and you pull and pull and pull and then it's going to violently snap and then the, the lid falls back and you're going to fall back on your butt. Uh, but the chest is now open and the contents start spilling out on the floor uh, onto you as well because you're behind it. Ooh, cool was much stronger than thought it would have been. So, inside, you are going to find 4,000 gold pieces. You're going to find various gems, uh, rubies, emeralds, and a couple of very large diamonds. You're also going to find a glass vial with nothing in it. And you're also going to find a suit of full plate armor. Mm, this is what hell to buy. We should, uh, we should take it all. Yep. How are we splitting the gold? Let's just dump it in the, uh, bag of holding, and we'll split it up later. Because we have a whole bunch of jewelry and stuff anyway we need to sell. Yep. How many diamonds did you say there were? Three? Uh, there's, uh, three diamonds in here. And you said there were two very large ones? Yes. Um, and what about the other gemstones? Just so I can... I'm writing all this down. Um, there's probably about um, 1,200 um, gold worth of uh, gems in here that are uh, rubies and emeralds and sapphires. Awesome. I don't know about you guys, but I think we should get bow. That's probably a good idea. I mean, we've killed the bad people. And the kids can you know, linger for eternity with their mom doing whatever they want. They probably won't kill anyone else, right? Oh, I thought Probably. we were running the place down. We can do that, too. Is there anything I mean, in the bookcase to the north here? 
All right, this guy's a member of the Companion Vanguard, so he probably has lots of information about their ship. We should take that. Yes, definitely this. You're going to look through here, and you are going to see uh, ledgers and files and books, and uh, give me an investigation check. Ten. Um, so you're seeing a lot of stuff here that looks like it is information on uh, logistics and the organization of the Vanguard, um, some locations where they're located, and uh, people high in the power structure here. Um, just as a, as a cursory glance, you would need to take a lot more time with it to figure more out. Yeah, I mean, I already have these on my Kindle, so... Uh, Lunadosh, you're finding much the same thing with that roll. All right, let's pack it up to take it with us. We can study it on the road. But these are the boring kinds of books, and that's from me. The more information we have about the companions in the Vanguard, the easier it will be to kill them and salt the earth. We don't. They're evil. They're trying to stop the return of our mistress. They locked her up in the first place. Is any of this information actually at all useful? Um, it would be, yeah. Okay, let's take it. All right, I guess we're shopping it in the uh, bag hole. Okay, so you're going to find um, maybe as you rifle through here, and you probably take like 20 or 30 minutes because you realize the importance of this. Uh, as uh, they're packing up that chest, um, you're going through the bookcase and the desk, and you find probably about 10 books that you think are important about um, the organization and uh, locations of where the saviors are located. Or not the saviors, the vanguard. Huzzah! Because they're the bad guys. Really? They're trying to kill you now. Wouldn't you think they're the bad guys? Um, did, did you uh, look in the uh, the desk as well? Talia already did. Yeah. I failed miserably at it. Uh, someone could probably look again. Can't right. think of a way to suggest that without sounding kind of similar. All right, well, I will search again because if there's stuff on the bookcase, that maybe there's stuff inside the desk uh, give me that Talia might not have noticed because she's a smart cookie, but uh, she may not understand the importance of ledgers and other garbage. That's it. Juliet, give me, uh, is that the, okay, 15. 15 investigation. All right, so you look through here and in the bottom right-hand drawer, you're going to find a false bottom. And inside, you're going to find a silver ring with a jade gemstone. Interesting. I'll have to identify this later. All right. So, um, are you doing anything else here? At the very least, we're done with this room. Yeah, let's get out of here. We are diamonds, too. We could just leave. They might have more stuff. Probably not. I mean, we've gone through most of their shit pretty thoroughly. But there might be some more things in these other rooms. Nifron's going to go over here and um, open this door and look inside, and it appears to be just like junk, like when they changed out furniture or drapes and stuff. Instead of like donating it or throw it, throwing it away, they had the servants just pile it in this room. Weird. Okay, see, that's what I'm talking about. The wealthy don't have to throw anything away. That's why they stay wealthy. Boots okay. theory of economic unfairness. So you come down to this uh, last room in the corner and you open it up and go inside and this appears to be a wine cellar would they still be good uh you looking, might have to taste them <laughs> uh looking around some of these um i mean they all look like they're intact uh they're very dusty 
They have wax seals around the corks, so you know they haven't been exposed to air. Um, some of these look very fancy with uh, labels on them. Um, some of them even have some uh, like gold gilding and scroll work on them. We should take this too. All right, let me just say, not this stuff is not going to fit in the bag of holes. We already have. Yeah, this I don't thing know built, that we can carry like, out literally to the room. Wine <laughs> well, let's uh, let's take the ones that have gold leaf at the very least. I'll tuck some into my pockets. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> we'll say Talia, you're able to get like two bottles of wine because you're a little girl. Uh, Nifron will go up and he's going to pick like go through here and uh, like find some uh, bottles and dust them off to look at the labels he was like oh this was an excellent year and he's going to take it and take his uh, rapier and sword the bottle neck and then take some uh, long swigs out of this bottle drinking on the job does it still taste good he's going to wipe his mouth and uh, he says yes it's excellent and then uh, he hands the bottle to you Talia I'm going to sniff it and uh, take a sip you take a sip, and it's you haven't really had that much exposure to wine, uh, but it tastes really good. You're getting hints of uh, like vanilla and strawberry and chocolate and dirt. In a good way. Yeah, it's complex. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna ask. Is, I'm gonna look around and see if there are any other bottles of that, and I'll take. I'll replace some of my bottles with that vintage if there are any. Uh, you're able to find three more bottles. Okay, so I'll replace the two bottles I have with that one that I like. And then look at Julia and be like, grab this one. <sighs> She's 13 now. She's old enough to drink. <laughs> All right, fine. Just this bottle. Okay. So uh, that's that's it for down here. I think that's all the rooms that we can find anyway. All right, so what are you doing now? We have to check out the staircase. It goes up now, right? Uh, yeah. Take us back to the main room. Then I guess we are finished here. There's this weird hallway that just kind of ends. But that's probably nothing. I'm going to head towards the stairs. Design oversight. No one would make a huge, giant, empty bottom half of the map that's completely shrouded and shed. All right, so you going upstairs? Yep. Yep. You walk up the stairs, and um, as you look up, as you're ascending them, you realize they're the same stairs um, uh, that you use to climb to the top floor. This puts you out in the main floor on a landing uh, where you came in. Um, is is Iolus actually here? Uh, you don't see him. Because where did the uh, where did the mage go? Probably ran like a coward. We'll kill him when we get back to the church. Are you sure we shouldn't find him? Like, nah, let's just go. Yeah. Well, if he's at the church, we'll kill him there. If he's not, then he's probably been being killed by ghosts here, I guess. He's a I mean, coward. He doesn't deserve death for that. Yeah, he does. Sir, as you're talking, like, you're going to hear a voice from upstairs. Is, is that you? Mage boy? Juliet? Yes. Oh, great, great, great. Uh, I, I, I got turned around. And you're going to see Iolus come downstairs. He says, I, I lost you. I didn't know where you went. I turned around for a second, and you all disappeared from the parlor. Ah, yes. The giant light didn't uh, give it away. Yes, it did get dark all of a sudden. I just closed my eyes a bit while we were 
taking that short rest upstairs. Oh, gotcha. Okay, makes sense. I want to believe you, but then the other part of me really wants to stab you in the face. Let's let's not offend our friend, our uh, gracious host here. So abrasive, little girl. That's not going to get you far in life. Uh, well, to be fair, you kind of disappeared. You, you you disappeared on us, and that's that that makes me. I didn't disappear Caution. on you. You disappeared on me. You should keep uh, up. Regardless, we found what we were looking for, uh, some diamonds, so we have no reason to be here. Great. Can we go now? Yes. Yeah. We won't leave you here. Uh, you're going to see him, like, walk out in front of you and, like, head out the door. He can't get out fast enough. So is uh, everybody leaving the mansion? Yes. All right, so uh, yep. the door's still open, and you walk outside and out to the courtyard, and uh, by this time, it's uh, the light uh, from dawn is starting to creep up over the horizon. Holy shit. We went in at midnight, and then rested one hour, and it's suddenly light? Holy fuck. We had to go through a room by room. We did a lot of searching. Yes, seven hours of searching? Jeez. You walk out into the courtyard, and... Uh, Everybody give me a perception check. 13. 19. 17. I got a sec. A freaking nine, even though I got <laughs> proficiency or advantage. As uh, you walk out, uh, Alunados and uh, Juliet, um, you're going to be looking around the, the courtyard, and you're going to turn back to the house, and you're going to see the, uh, the little boy and the little girl standing at a window and waving at you as you leave. Lunadas waves back. So we're not burning the house down? Then the companions are going to know, and they're going to follow our trail, and we'll be stuck dealing with them again. And we don't want to leave the kids homeless. The cool things they have suffered enough. Well, what if burning the house down allows them to, like, continue on into the next life? That's their problem, not ours. All right, let's get, though. As you uh, leave out through the courtyard and through the gate, um, the sun... Peers up over the horizon. Juliet and Alunidas, you look back to the house and the ghosts of the children are gone. And I think that's probably a pretty good place to end it. And next time I'll be able to play the hockey thing where they try to psych people up. Do, 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 do. Instead of the dueling banjo song. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. The hammer gets you what they owe. Have you or a loved one who is a practitioner of the magical arts been injured by lead-based ink? I'm Hamish the Hammer, and I can get you the gold you deserve. I'm a wizard, and I need nimble fingers and a sharp mind. Lead ink took that from me. There was no warning of the side effects of lead on the bottle, and someone must be held responsible. Going to the town guard or petitioning the leader of your village takes too long when you need gold now. My professional team of 
negotiators gets to the root of the problem and persuades them to do the right thing. I don't get paid unless you do. Send a raven with a message about your problem to Luskane, care of Hamish the Hammer, for a free consultation. The Hammer gets you what they owe. The music you heard on this episode was Nightmare Machine and Evening of Chaos by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.